this DMV Sports Roundtable quarterback Case Keenum to the rescue. The Skins make a deal with the Broncos to bring Keenum here to Washington to compete with Colt McCoy for the starting job. And what about Josh Rosen of the Cardinals? Could he come to Washington after struggling in Arizona? Two of the three usual dudes are here. Our Skins beat reporter George Wallace, gambling enthusiast Chris Cheon. Our special guest is J.P. Finley, Redskins insider for NBC Sports Washington. We ask him about the Keenum news being met with criticism because he's considered so mediocre. In a vacuum, Case Keenum is not something to be excited about. Uh, he had the one great year in Minnesota, but I, I think that's the outlier. If you look at his entire body of work, he's a guy that will throw some touchdowns, but he's going to throw a bunch of interceptions. He'll take chances. Case Keenum on the surface level is not something to be excited about. Let's be clear. But when you dig a little deeper, the Redskins did well in this trade because they got another veteran quarterback to compete, maybe supplant Colt McCoy, and it cost them next to nothing. They gave up a sixth-round pick in 2020. They got a seventh-round pick in 2020 back, and Denver had to eat almost all of the cap hit and most of the salary for Keenum. In essence, the Redskins got a veteran quarterback for $3.5 million. The key here is that they're not done at quarterback. They either need to add somebody via the draft. I think the trade for Josh Rosen is still very much available. They still have plenty of options, need to make a move. Keenum and Colt McCoy are both on one-year deals. This is not the long-term fix, and I think everybody in Ashburn understands that. JP, does this also tell you, you know, Jay Gruden, obviously, a lot of speculation about his future. He needs to win. Bruce Allen, the same thing. Uh, You know, this also tells me that, A, they're not willing to say, all right, we're going to draft somebody either first round, second, third round, and then that's the future of the of the franchise and, and and kind of bring this quarterback along. I mean, this tells me also that, look, these guys know you need to try and win this year no matter how you do it. You can tell you love Colt all you want. We both know that Jay does love Colt McCoy, but this team is trying to win football games now. Bruce Allen says you're close to the playoffs, and, and these guys are trying to win. So this is also what this move tells me. Is that right? Uh, I don't think that's wrong, but I think it's more about not having to sign Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson <laughs> if, if all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, the, when Alex went down, it was bad, but you thought, all right, you, you, you know, you still have Colt. And then when Colt went down, they had nothing. So I, I think a lot of this move is about never getting back to that desperation stage where guys that aren't on NFL rosters end up playing for you. Because I thought all along this year they have to keep three quarterbacks on their 53-man roster, and, and I still believe that. So I, I think, sure, they want to win. And, and honestly, who knows, if they even if they had a dude like Case Keenum after Colt went down last year, it, they were still, you know, when they went to Tennessee in week 16, they were still in the playoff hunt. Yeah. And that was with that was with Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez having started games. So it's easy to be dismissive of the we're close talk, but it might not be that crazy. I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned Josh Rosen's scenario. I think that's the best case for the Redskins. If you can talk to Arizona, find out if they're taking Kyler Murray. Okay, great. We'll package Case Keenum, Kingsbury. You had tremendous success with Keenum at the University of Houston back in 2009. I just don't know that I see Arizona in a rebuild going that direction, but I have a scenario 
for you. I want to see if you will even entertain it. Dwayne Haskins, they'd need to trade up, in my opinion, to number four and work something out with the Raiders because you'd have to worry about the Giants and the Jaguars grabbing him right after that. So I don't think eight really works. But there's also the idea that, you know, we don't want to trade a bunch of draft picks again. We did that with RG3 and it only worked for a year. Uh, Do you think it's at all realistic that the Redskins try and do something to move up to try and get Haskins, the local guy, to maybe excite this fan base a little bit? Well, I think Haskins went to Bullis with Steiner's son. So if you need even more of a hook, you got one. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's crazy. I, I think a lot of it depends where they have to move up to. You know, the Dolphins pick 13. The Bengals are at 11. Those those are teams that could be looking for quarterbacks. I think I think the Bengals drafting a kid from Ohio State makes a lot of sense. If Denver doesn't go quarterback at 10, I think the Skins would only move way up and give up all that it would take to move way up for Kyler Murray. I don't see that happening. If Locke goes ahead of Haskins, which I think is possible by the way things get nuts at the draft, but I think if Locke or Haskins is available at, at 10 or after that, I don't think it'd be crazy for the Skins to go from 15 to 10 or 15 to 12 if it means giving up. You swap the first rounders and you give them a third rounder where you have two picks. I think that could make sense. Maybe you sweeten the deal with an extra fifth where you have three picks. I think that would make sense. That They need a quarterback of the future if they believe one of those guys is it you know go do it i think if you were to move up to four to basically ensure you get haskins if he is indeed the guy you want to build your franchise around that would probably take this year's 15 presumably next year's potential first rounder at least second rounder maybe two second rounders over the next two years and i think this franchise probably (laughs) doesn't want to do that after it didn't work with rob well the thing i'll tell you and i know this i don't think they would do another RG3 type package, but I think they would do a package that includes a player instead of a second first round pick. And and I think the team that has been pretty open about willingness to trade down, a team that definitely doesn't need a quarterback, is the Jets at three. And then if you put a package together with, and they don't have a lot of these guys, but a few guys that have made Pro Bowls, yeah. you give them a first, that player, a third, and a fifth, maybe that starts to look different, and then you're not kind of giving away the future in draft picks. I'm not sure that happens either, honestly. I just think it's possible. I'm sorry to be so negative, but I think a lot of fans, myself included, have kind of turned a corner where almost anything they do won't be that impressive just because you've been so beaten down over the years and decades. But I can't help but think, now that they have Keenum, that's their QB. Sort of like last year where they said, oh, we have Alex Smith now. We're all set. I would just follow the money, man. They traded for Alex Smith and gave him a fat contract extension. Uh, They're trading for Case Keenum. They are making Denver eat most of the salary, and as far as I've heard, there's no conversation about a contract extension. So so that's a very, very big difference in in the situations for me. Yeah, so Keenum's this is a one-year deal. Whether he, he may not even play it down here. I mean, you know, he's going to p- compete with Cole McCoy, sure, and we all know how much these guys love Colt, and if that's fine, and, and if Colt's been in the system five years now, and he can beat out Keenum, that's fine. But also, JP, I want to ask you that, you know, we're talking about the Rosen situation. That's another situation where if the Cardinals are thinking about a, a first-rounder format, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But if it comes to a situation and the deal's there for the Skins and they want to go get him, I mean, you talk about follow the money, that's another money situation that is perfect for this team and it's still on this rookie deal doesn't have to pay the signing bonus and a guy that was on a terrible team last year all of a sudden he didn't just all of a sudden become a terrible quarterback i mean he was just in a bad situation everything's still 
Cardinals hinges on what Arizona wants to do. Right. Because I think the Skins like Kyler Murray enough that if the Cardinals don't take Kyler, they'd be interested. I think the Skins like Rosen enough that if they if Arizona does take Kyler, they're still going to be interested if they want it. I don't think the Keenum acquisition closes any other doors. Right. Dimitri mentioned the probability, I would say, at this point that Keenum is going to be the starting quarterback. Yes, the doors aren't closed and whatnot, but to me, I look at it like this. If Keenum's your guy, you need to get him pass catchers. I mean, Mo Harris, Josh Doxson, Paul Richardson, to me, that's not good enough. You're going to need to cut Josh Norman, right? That's the guy who's going to create the cap room. If you wanted to look at a guy like Adam Humphreys, who will command $8 million a year annually. I don't think cutting Norman happens this year. I think that happens next year. I think you cut Zach Brown, Stacey McGee, you rework Vernon Davis's deal. Maybe you can restructure with Trent. Maybe you can get an extension done with Brandon Sheriff. That, they really need to get that done. Yeah, that that's got to be that's first, doesn't it? Doesn't it? That has to be done quickly, doesn't that's it? That's got to be their top priority. They're yeah. running out of time if they're going to do it before free agency opens. Right. But I think Brown and McGee give you $10 million. Vernon gives you another 5 or 6 And if you can get a Sheriff extension done, then you're all the way up to probably at least 22 mil. You put that on top of the 17 they already have. Yeah. You're you're roughly at about 40 million under the cap, and and then you're competitive. You can add some positions. Redskins fans are so caught up in how bad their cap situation is. There are seven or eight teams that don't even have 10 million under the cap. So <laughs> a, a lot of this is going to look very different in three or four days. And they're going to look pretty good next year, right? If I'm not mistaken, they'll have like I saw a number that if some of the things you mentioned happen, cutting guys like McGee and Brown, they could be up to $82 million. Eric, that would, that would hinge on cutting Norman as well. But $82 million in cap space next year, that would be uh, pretty nice. Yeah, but that's before they sign anybody this year. If you want to add Landon Collins or Tyrell Williams or you want to add a veteran guard, you know those guys are going to count next year. So it's looking out too far ahead is it's kind of a, a fun way to look at things, but like they're still going to have $22 million on the books for Alex Smith in 2020. I'm not sure he's going to be playing the cap situation isn't necessarily great a year from now, but I think with Norman, his deal becomes the advantage comes much higher for the Skins to cut him then. But the other thing with Norman that I feel like people forget, you also need cornerback. Yeah. You need someone that can play and, and make, and Josh Norman created seven turnovers last year and that, that's pretty good, man. Like, I, I, maybe he never lived up to that contract, but it's not like Josh Norman is a bad player. And don't you think, I mean, you know, Norman, DJ's gone on now and who knows if, if a Landon Collins you know comes in here and Norman you go to him and you're like look I want you to be the leader of this defense this year and and take you know you got that contract you become the leader of this defense and you know go out and and and, and play to your Pro Bowl level I mean I think he just seems like a guy who could take it or leave you're going to cut me fine but I think if he's here I think he'd be all in on that I agree Josh never misses a workout he, yeah. he goes hard all the time I think what's funny is you know he he and DJ Swearinger have known each other since they were kids. They went yeah, to high school. High school. They, were, they played on the same high school football team. But I don't know how well they got along in a lot of ways. I think DJ's manner and Josh's manner are just different. You know, maybe it'll look different, but Norman had a year without DJ there also. Norman's first year, Swearinger wasn't there. And then I don't know that Josh was the, was the leader then either. I, I think if you get Landon Collins – 
he's such a natural leader that that, that would just kind of happen. The other thing that's going to be interesting, and he's not the level of player the rest of these guys were talking about. Sean Dion Hamilton is a born general type. Like he just exudes charisma, and I think all the Bama guys look to him. I think John Allen's going to have a much bigger role in the leadership department on the defensive side of the football. I don't think they're lost if Norman doesn't make some kind of transformation. Let's talk about players and, and Landon Collins. All right, number one, Preston Smith. He's going to go out and get his money, right? As far as I know, and I don't, you probably know better, there haven't been any discussions with Preston Smith, right? I mean, they're pretty much letting him walk. They're not going to pay him. He's gone. Landon Collins. Look, a guy, Alabama guy, he wants to get here with this guy. He wanted to come here before. Analyzes Sean Taylor. I would think, is that a natural guy that you're going to go? I mean, you know, I know Eric Weddle's been talked about a lot, too, with the Ravens. I know he's 34. He's a leader also. But Collins is a guy that wanted to be here. He's got his Alabama guys on this team. I just think that would be a natural fit, depending on the money. Natural fit. I think the money is the big question. Yeah. And uh, do the Skins want to pay $10 mil a year for uh, in-the-box safety when the game is speeding up and, and getting wider? Yeah, that's kind of what I've always thought, too. All right, the million-dollar question. Guy who is million making... Dollar, a, how many millions? Uh, <laughs> I guess I don't really know how this would work. Maybe JP can help me out here. The guy who was making a lot of noise late last night, and then I wake up this morning, and uh, he is still Pittsburgh Steeler, and that is Antonio Brown. Redskins were in conversations as far as acquiring him, what, a week or so ago? Then they were out. You see any scenario that the organization says, now we're going to bring in AB. We're going to excite the fan base. Here we go. No, I I haven't thought that was going to happen kind of all along. The amount of salary cap hurdles and just all the stuff that comes with it, I don't see it happening. Barring some sort of edict from ownership saying go get him. 3% chance, a 5% chance stops that, that Brown lands in Washington. Wanted to direct you to the new Scott Allen article in uh, the Post that season ticket members will have dedicated entrances at FedEx Field this season. One more little, I don't know if you want to call it a gift or a perk in addition to cutting the prices for food and stuff. I mean, I still wonder if we're going to see a repeat of the uh, home opener last season against the Colts where it just wasn't a full stadium and there were a lot of opposing team fans there. Yeah, I mean, that Colts home opener and then the game against the Texans where, where both teams were 6-3, and three, those were shocking. As a guy that's born and raised in the D.C. area, I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. I don't know if new entrances for season ticket people is going to change that. But, you know, I have always thought that as long as they win games, that would take care of the rest. But they were 6-3 and three and in first place against Houston, yeah. and it really didn't seem to matter. Yeah, I never thought I'd ever see that in my same thing growing up and being from here. I never thought I'd see what I saw last year. I mean, I and you know, I mean, you, you talk to fans all the time. Again, people are just, they're just fed up. They just are sick of the same old, same old and the, the status quo and the company line and things like that. So and it's funny how fans go. You know, they want everybody, they want everybody gone. They want a clean house and they want everybody gone. And I know that the main thing is the top person in the organization, which isn't going to change. But wholesale changes, I mean, that doesn't get you anywhere all the time either. I mean, and, and it's, that's just how fans are. And we, you and I both know that. And that's just not going to change. <laughs> By the way, did you see Robert Griffin III's tweet on that last night? I did. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. that was, uh... He said, "All the, that's what the fans want oh, man. After, the tra- after the news about Case Keenum. 
Yeah, I saw that. Good old Bobby, huh? Cold-blooded, Robert. There you Cold-blooded. Go. There you go. Well, either way, it's going to be fun. That's how we That's how we approach March around here. I'm, I'm worried about you, Dimitri. As a fan, I'm worried about you. You're, you know, I, I am so down in the dumps, I'm not even speaking anymore. I'm just giving the you the ledge. silent treatment. <laughs> I'm not on the ledge, but it's tough. It's tough to get motivated. Maybe as the months go on, that'll change. Well, they can woo you back in. If they get Haskins or Drew Locke. If they sign Landon Collins, I think a lot of fans will be very into that. Well, you know what, and JP, that's the thing. You know, everybody talks about it real quick. Is Snyder going to go back to the old ways and make a big splash and get these fans excited? And I've been thinking about, like, what is that move that's going to get them excited again? What do they want to see? Is it Landon Collins, a guy that, you know, who has wanted to be here in the past? Is it a Haskins, a local product to come in and quarterback? You know, you're not going to all of a sudden sell 40,000 season tickets, but what do you think? What is that move that they want to see? I think it's Landon Collins. Yeah. I, I think folks will be legitimately excited for Collins. I don't know about Haskins. I, I don't know about Haskins. I don't know that that counts for a lot of folks as a local guy because he kind of spurned Maryland and then I think he grew up in New Jersey and then just did high school down here. I could be wrong on that, but. Yeah, well, when Loxley didn't get the job the first time, he left. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And I don't blame him. I mean, the one guy recruited him and then that guy was gone. That's so true. Yeah. I, I don't blame him. I just don't know that it's like, I think more people might think of like Trace McSorley as a homegrown guy. He's obviously not the talent. He's not right. going to get anybody in the seats either, but. Yeah, we'll see. JP, it's been too long. Great to have you back on here. Thanks for coming on, bro. Absolutely, man. We'll do it again. Thanks, JP. See you soon. JP Finley of NBC Sports Washington. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP's mobile app. You just tap listen. For George and Chris, I'm Dimitri, and for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, God help us. 